cliffcentral.com. Can we do some sport this yes. morning? We've got a lot to look forward yes. to this weekend. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, there's so much, guys. Can we start? Go on. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> tell us. Tell us. We, well, wait, we wait in anticipation. Well, don't you normally kick me off? Isn't there like an intro? <laughs> like, no, just roll straight <laughs> in, huh? We go straight into the sport with Ben. You know what it's called. It's beyond the scoreboard. And uh, this is powered by Superbets. It's where we get to check in on all the big sporting events over the weekend. Is this what you wanted? You wanted me to make you feel special? Here we go, Ben. That's you, and Kira and I, <laughs> you and Kira and I are looking for attention. Uh, you can go to the Beyond the Scoreboard page on cliffcentral.com. You could also get a 50 rand free bet when you sign up for Superbets. All right, exactly. let's start with the Rugby World Cup, Ben. Yeah, Gareth, you know, as the, as the host of the Gareth Cliff Show, that's what I'm looking for. See, <laughs> now I'm ready. Now I'm, I'm warmed up and I'm ready. It's quarterfinals uh, weekend. So pools A, B, C, and D have presented forth their best two teams. And that means that tomorrow, Saturday, Wales will take on Argentina at 5 o'clock. New Zealand will take on Ireland at 9. Sunday... Fiji versus England at five and SA versus France at nine. So a couple of uh, key dynamics here. Start of the tournament, Rossi Erasmus and co. I should probably say Jacques Ninova and Rossi Erasmus because that's actually the hierarchy, coach and director of rugby. They were like, we're happy to release the name of our team early in the week because then it rules out any sort of leaks or any sort of skullduggery. It is Friday, Friday the 13th, 10 to 7. We still have no idea what Rossi's team is. Sorry, Jacques' team is. And that's totally fine because they are just playing the mind games because that's what the stage of the rugby is. All of these teams are great, but right. it's the fine margins now. So we're not entirely sure if DuPont is going to be playing for France, the man in the iron mask or some sort of dodgy headgear. Of course, he sustained a cheek in cheekbone fracture against Namibia three weeks ago, but he is a talisman for France. So let's go into that, that game for the first. Okay, so France are an incredibly good team. They're at home. They have an incredibly competent goal kicker who will slot the ball from pretty much anywhere. They've got big burly forwards and they've got exciting running backs. The South Africans, they're a really great team. They have huge amounts of squad depth all across all positions. Their goal kicking is maybe questionable, but they've got big burly explosive forwards times two DOS packs that they replace interchangeably. Yes, we've lost Malcolm Marks, which was a massive blow, but we've also got probably the most exciting backline if you really give it a chance. So they are so well evenly matched. They really are incredibly evenly matched. But the thing is, People this week are going to be talking about finals rugby. Now, in sport, we always hear buzz phrases, right, that people then get onto whether they understand them or not. And finals rugby is going to be thrown around like a packet of white stuff at an Australian party this weekend. What does that mean, Simply Wear? Well, it simply is, in finals rugby, you take kind of less chances, right? It's all or nothing. Because up to this point, they've been earning points for tries, points difference, all that kind of stuff. None of that matters. All you need to do, rock up and beat the Oaks in front of you by one point and you're through. Sure. So finals rugby is about playing the percentages, kicking the cuck out of the ball endlessly for territorial gain, making sure your set pieces are good, you miss no tackles, and you give away no penalties. That is finals rugby. And the box have essentially made this their bread and butter for quite some time now. Initially, people were going, oh, it's so boring. And then after they maybe sobered up slightly or got half a brain cell together, they realized that's how you big win big <laughs> test matches. So I'm going to go with the box winning purely because we have a pedigree and a history and an absolute appetite for finals rugby. France are an incredible team. Good. They're going to have the home ground advantage and Good. all these different things. But they're playing against the Springboks, who are basically psychos in knockouts. <laughs> Don't know how to put it anywhere other way. Fiji versus England. All right. That is the game before. So, I mean, look, cuck times, Sunday at 9 o'clock. 
So, mm. I mean, World Rugby, come on. It's just stupid. Sunday <laughs> on, at 9 o'clock. Are we playing on Sunday at 9 o'clock? Sunday at 9 o'clock. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just... That's really it. We, we should get the day off on Monday if uh, we're expected to be good fans. Well, I'll tell you what. It, this is such a huge game. And again, I'll get back to it in a second, just why it's so big that we win this one. But Sunday at 9 is so stupid. Next weekend, the games are Friday, Saturday. Weekend after that, the games are Friday, Saturday. Yeah. World, world Rugby, come on. I mean, come on. So before that, Fiji versus England. Of course, everyone's second team is Fiji. They're the darlings of the tournament. Everyone loves watching these guys play. England, pretty much the opposite. Everyone hates England. They're boring and they cuck at the moment. So this is a, a, an amazing game of two contrasting teams, but I just can't see Fiji stringing together 80 minutes to be cohesive enough. You know, they just lost to Portugal. And I know this week's a whole different game. Mm-hmm. One of the best cliches is that, you know, a week is a long time in sport. And yes, these guys are aiming to get into the quarterfinals. They're there. They're now going to be super focused on that. England, you know, slow poison, really. They're going to try to grind them out. George Ford might um, kick some drop goals. So I'm going to back England there by a relatively small margin. Saturday, going back to Frontier, but yes, Wales versus Argentina. Now, Wales were the team of Pool C, but then again, the team of Pool C wasn't exactly like incredible. You know, Australia was so shit. They were terrible. They were the worst. And they got absolutely hammered by Wales. Wales gave them 40 points. And Eddie Jones, who then said, I'm not taking the Japanese job, now looks to be taking the Japanese job. So anyway, that's not so Uh, good. But Argentina, they started off so bad. They were terrible. They'd lost to 14 Englishmen in that first game. It was an absolute, it was a joke. They did pretty okay-ish against Samoa, I guess. But then in their last pool game, they played Japan and they were actually pretty good. They looked exciting. You know, they've got guys like Santi Chocobares in the back line. If you give him a bit of space, he's a dynamic player. Ooh. Santi Chocobares. Hmm. Actual name. Yeah. Okay. I think Chocobares right. could be quite a successful chocolate biscuit if you were to really bring it out. Hmm. Could be that thing. Another business idea. So Wales versus Argentina, I think, is going to be a very exciting game to start off with uh, Saturday at 5. And I'm actually going to go for the upset here. I'm going to go for the upset and back Argentina. Um yeah, I just a lot of these guys played Northern Hemisphere rugby, so it's not like it's a Southern Hemisphere, Northern Hemisphere kind of thing. So I'm going to go there. And then New Zealand versus Ireland, there is so much that you can talk about with this game. Mm-hmm. So much. But I'm literally going to tell you, New Zealand are going to get thrashed. I think everyone's going, oh, really? New Zealand, dark horse, this, this, this. I do Look at them. These oaks are wankers. I mean, did you see the video yesterday? They all pushed their, their bags together. They have, this, they have this long chain where they all take the bags from the bus to the. It's, they are so lame. If, if that if that is news for this New Zealand team, I'm sorry, but these Oaks are losers. So Ireland, they okay. are the current best team in the world. They've won, I think, 16 in a row. Yeah. They keep playing the same team over and over because they want the cohesive unit, which is great for them. Mm-hmm. New Zealand, yes, they beat Italy 94 17 or whatever it was. Great. That's amazing. Means nothing right now. Ireland are an incredible team. New Zealand, I don't think, have the dynamic defensive games take on Ireland. Um, so I really don't think, I don't, I don't believe in this whole, oh, but New Zealand are a great quarterfinal team. What? Yeah, sure. They've never lost a, a, a quarterfinal. Ireland never won one. But I'm going to tell you right now, Ireland are a significantly good team. So, and also number one in the world right now. Yes, and as much as it pains me, but they, there's lots of fans there as well. 
a load, load of, of Irish fans that are all there. So it's a Northern Hemisphere versus Southern Hemisphere split this weekend, which makes it even more interesting. So every single game has a Northern Hemisphere, Southern Hemisphere team. Now, traditionally, the Southern Hemisphere were always so much better than the Northern Hemisphere. Out of the nine playings of the tournament, only England's won one. The other eight all been Southern Hemisphere teams. So it does look like there's a power mix that's now going towards the North, and I totally get that because that's where more money is. So this weekend, it's going to be... In my opinion, this is, of course, completely my speculative prediction here. Argentina sure. are going to win. Ireland are going to win handsomely. England are going to win narrowly. And SA are going to do what SA does. They're going to grind out Oaks in the finals rugby. And we're going to go through. And um, it'll be an exciting outcome if that is the case. Because ultimately, we said after Ireland beat SA narrowly, we were like, yeah, cool. That'll be the final. And I really hope it is because I don't think if Ireland are going to keep playing this team all the way through, I don't think they're going to have the the gears to get to that final and be the right team. Hmm. I think they're going to fall short physically. There's a lot of be a lot of tired bodies getting to that final. So if South Africa can somehow beat France, I reckon we'll be in the final and we'll play against a more tired and lethargic Irish team and become the champions. So that is my I love it. My, will, my it. whirlwind synopsis on the Rugby World one. Cup right I, now. I don't know if there's been any updates, but last I checked, um, there was a bit of like some controversy with the SA team not being able to wear like their kits or like the anthem not playing. Yeah, yeah like any updates? Um, well, guys, no, nothing new to any of you, but um, the ANC are a bunch of useless nothings. The sports minister yeah. and his department basically didn't cut and paste some information to make you compliant with drug testing or something. I mean, it's, such a, it's a bit of a non-story because it's like, okay, so your job is to be the sports department, do sports department things, and they didn't do it. Um, yeah. What else are they there for? <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Well, yeah. So, um, you know, let's just be thankful that William Nichols now called Woody Mandela Drive because that's really, you know, let's get the important things together. But let, let's not talk about politicians when we're talking about excellence here. Mm-hmm. So, some sorry, mm-hmm. I don't have more in that story. Okay. Cricket, got to go. Cricket World <laughs> Cup, right? Now, I know the Cricket yes. World Cup started. We were all like, yeah, cool. But the protests are doing bloody well. Mm. They're doing bloody That's well. Oh, yesterday. I was watching a little bit yesterday, believe it or not. And is it because no one actually cares anymore about them at World Cups so that they're doing well? So, they started out with a pretty mm. solid win. No um, they look pretty good against Sri Lanka. They scored over 400. They actually scored the highest ever World Cup cricket 50 over score. Okay, mm. Killed it. Absolutely hammered Sri Lanka. And then yesterday, they played against the Aussies and absolutely thrashed them. 134 runs. That is a massive hiding in, in, in this form of the game. So this week has been kind of one-sided. New Zealand beat Netherlands. Uh, England hammered Bangladesh, Pakistan chased down the biggest run chase in World Cup history. They got 354 while beating Sri Lanka by six wickets. And India beat Afghanistan. So that's all kind of -of run-of-the-mill stuff. Today, we've got New Zealand versus Bangladesh at Mm. 10.39. New Zealand started off pretty well. They hammered England. They beat the Netherlands. And they got a good team. You know, the thing about New Zealand cricket is that They've got so few players, but they seem to, I don't know, like money ball, whatever they've got, because they always have a competitive team, whether it be test cricket, the ODIs, the T20s. They're a really, really good side in cricket. 
But then tomorrow, I know we talk about rugby as being a big deal, and we talk about all these things being a big deal. Nations will come to a standstill because England, sorry, Pakistan are playing India tomorrow in the World mm. Cup at 10.30. So, you know, we, we know with the format of this thing is that everybody, everybody plays everybody. So everyone's going to play nine games because there's 10 people in the, in the actual World Cup. So in right. previous years, you might have been in a pool where England, sorry, India wouldn't have played Pakistan. But in this format, everyone plays everybody, and that's it. So... I'm not sure what you want to do with the audio because when you watch these teams play, people just scream for like eight hours. It is the most bizarre thing. I don't know how Indians do this. They're not even getting hammered. They just scream at things. So it's going to be quite odd on the audio, but I think that's going to be a cracking match. I really do. India, of course, tournament favorites. And then Sunday, England will take on Afghanistan. So that's your cricket for the weekend. So if you don't really go full in on the rugby, uh, I'm not sure why you wouldn't, but there's cricket every single day, which is amazing. Final so thing. before you move on to yeah before you move on to the final thing, just quickly talking about the cricket World Cup, there is a chance for you to win your share of ten thousand rand in cricket prize pools with Super Bet, and you can place a straight bet on the outcome of the cricket World Cup before the fifteenth of October, twenty twenty three, to stand a chance to win a minimum of fifty rond gets you into the draw. And as Ben said, the favourites are India, so I've already put a little bet on them, safe as houses. Um, but see what you can do there too. Go along to Superbets and find out for yourself. Last of all, Ben. Yeah, just guys, on the India in India, obviously huge favorites, but South Africa is a genuine contender here. I know the scar tissue runs so deep with us that saying those words just seem like a waste of time. But our top six of batting is really good. Even though we don't have Unrich Nokia, our bowling is balanced. We've got two spinners who can actually do something, unlike that Zampa guy who plays for Australia. So, I mean, right. yeah, just, I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to say anything more and leave it at that. This weekend, UFC Fight Night, Cameron Simon, our friend, is fighting against Christian Rodriguez. If he wins this one, he'll go 10-0 and 0 as, as a pro. It's a really good fight. He was meant to fight Rodriguez uh, the fight before, but he got injured. So first time for Cam on a main card at a UFC Fight Night. But in UFC next week, we've got a really big deal. It's UFC 294. Mm-hmm. Both the main and the co-main have not changed because of injury. So Islam, um, who is Khabib Nurmagomedov's uh, protege, who then became the lightweight champion, he is now taking on Alexander Volkanovsky again in the most pound-for-pound incredible rematch because Charles Oliveira cut his eye open in training. And then Kamara Usman is stepping out of nowhere to fight against um, Chamayev in a middleweight fight. That'll be the co-main event. So next week, UFC. This week, all about World Cup rugby, World Cup cricket. And um, yeah, it's just a very exciting time for sport right now. That's fantastic. I mean, there's really plenty to get excited about, which is nice stuff over a beautiful weekend in the middle of uh, spring slash summer. So I think loads of people are, are probably going to be spending time around the TV. But as you said, Ben, it's unfortunate that the South African game is on Sunday at nine o'clock just not perfect yeah, in any way but, but also guys just lean into it huh i mean we've all been hung yeah. over it's the, it happens it's, once it's the box it's the biggest game right. this is it cliffcentral.com